Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. I want to open this hour talking about school choice simply because I've had many, many conversations with people in my personal life about this very topic. Maybe it's just because I'm passionate about it and I end up bringing it up, but it seems like they're asking me and asking me where, where it's at. You know what? Let me backtrack because the reason that these conversations is happening as I'm speaking about it is not because people are asking me about school choice. It's because people know what I do. And so they're willing to talk politics with me pretty quickly, probably quicker than the average person. But the conversation goes for them to schools and what's happening to their kids and where are we going to spend, you know, probably because of schools getting ready to restart here. They're talking about what's, what schools they're going to. Maybe they're going to a private school this time for the first time, simply because of everything going on in Illinois education. I've heard some stories and, and I don't want to, until I find the facts about this, I don't want to use hearsay. But there is a very rural school district in the Metro East, so certainly within our listening range, who had a drag queen teaching the class and pride flags everywhere in the classroom and reportedly nothing about curriculum taught in in that classroom, just ideology. Now, regardless of whether you agree or disagree with that ideology, and I do mean regardless, you, you got to acknowledge that you're talking about indoctrination now. You're not talking about, well, this is my view and this is the way I am, but I'm going to teach you math and I'm going to teach you science and I'm going to teach you English. It's, it's basically just an indoctrination class now. And you're talking about kids. If you're talking about adults, that would be something completely different because adults can make up their mind better. Kids are very impressionable. And People on the other side are going to say, well, yeah, but aren't you always indoctrinating kids even with whatever you are? Yes. Yes, you are. But that's my point is that when the parents have absolutely no choice, and this is why people are asking me and talking to me about this, is that they're frustrated. They have no choice over where their kids go if they can't afford private school. And a lot of people can't. Private school is very expensive. So they're frustrated because they're like, they're taking money out of my pocket to then force me to send my kids to a school where they're going to be indoctrinated. And again, you can call it indoctrination, you could call it propaganda, you could call it education. Everybody's teaching an ideology of some kind. It's almost impossible to teach no ideology behind anything. It's, it's, it's I guess, technically possible, but it's very rare and very difficult to do. For the same reason media is very, very difficult to report with no ideology. That would be great if we could, but it's very, very difficult to do. You always have, even if you're trying to keep your ideology out of a report, 
it ends up making its way in there. So honestly, the most forthright, the most transparent way to report news is kind of the way that we're doing it because you know where I'm coming from. And you can either agree or disagree, but at least you know where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm being unbiased. Anyway, back to the point. School choice is such a big issue because if you're super, super far left, you are more progressive than AOC in the squad. You can send your kids to a school that reflects that. If you are very, very not that, if you are conservative or if you are Christian or if you are Muslim, you can send your school to a school that your kids to a school that supports that. That's the idea behind school choice. I'm reading from a op-ed that Benjamin Toma, who's the majority leader in the Arizona House, wrote. And this is the news part of this. That was all set up. But there's news here. The Arizona legislature recently passed the most expansive school choice law in the nation. Did you know that? And it was signed into law by Governor Doug Ducey, who has been under heavy scrutiny for not actually being very conservative. And he will not be the governor going forward either because Carrie Lake is running against uh, Katie Hobbs there. So they, though, are in the current makeup of the legislature, passed a school choice law in Arizona for the whole state. West Virginia has some things going on in that same vein, but Arizona got it done. 1.1 million students are affected by this new law. Truly the first educational school choice program. Essentially, parents who apply for an ESA get about 70, or sorry, 70. So they get about $7,000 that go to expenses like school tuition, homeschool expenses, educational therapies, tutoring, whatever it may be. Instead of funneling that money through to the school, if you apply, you can get that money sent directly to you to use it however you want. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you could send your kids to a private school for free or essentially with your own tax money in a way that you couldn't do now. Your tax money is being used in a way that you have very little say over right now. But in Arizona, that's not true. Now, I want to fast forward here. And I want to tell you the truth about this one because it's not just all of a sudden this is in. Um, there's an organization called Save Our Schools Arizona that's trying to get 118,000 signatures before September 24th. They may have gotten there because this report is a little bit old. This is my own reporting. Um, the voucher expansion then will be placed on hold. So the school choice would be placed on hold until November of 2024. Good deal away when the voters get a chance to weigh in on it. So here's what I want to say about this, though. Even though it's passed in Arizona and even though it will likely be put on hold because of petitions and because of courts and things, the polling on school choice, would you like to know what this is? I'm reading from an article in The Hill that just came out this week that I was, you know, glad. I I love this topic because I think it's so important to the future of our country. What is going to change the country more than changing the option for how you educate your kids. Man, it'll take a generation. It might take a couple generations, but it is a a sea change, and that is so important. And unsurprisingly, it's very popular. (laughs) State Policy Network polling shows that 79%, basically 80%, 8 out of 10 voters think parents should have more options in public education. Now, that's not the same as saying they all would vote for school choice, but looking ahead to that vote that potentially would take place in November of 2024, passing school choice for 
all of Arizona, every kid in Arizona would have an option then. It will likely pass um, based on that polling. However, what's getting in the way? What's getting in in the way of a very, very popular initiative? And blue states aren't going to do this. Don't get me wrong. If you're you're listening in Illinois right now going, oh, man, school choice is going to solve everything. Well, buckle down and wait because it's going to take basically almost every other state in the country passing this and then showing that it works before Illinois or a blue state of that caliber would pass this. But I think that's actually going to happen. Now, again, this may take a generation, maybe two. By the time my kids are having kids, we might actually see all of these things in place. Although, gosh, talking about school choice a couple years ago, I never thought we'd be talking about actual whole states passing it already. So, hey, maybe it'll happen faster than I thought. But the, the, the question is with something that is so popular, if you run as a candidate right now on school choice or basically protecting your kids in any fashion, Governor Glenn Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin, a Republican and other Republicans off the top of the ballot, won races in Virginia in 2021, mainly on that issue. So I'm telling you, run on school choice and then follow through because people want it. There are obscure candidates running in races across this country. I can't think of the name of the one in Iowa who just shocked everybody. And basically her only platform as a representative was school choice. It's very, very popular. And not just in red states, in purple states, and probably eventually in blue states. Once they get the kinks worked out, because it will take a little bit of time, there are going to be cracks in that system. There always are. But once those things get worked out, and we acknowledge that, we acknowledge those who have us who are advocates for it, say, let's get it going and then figure out where there are problems and then fix those problems because that system is going to be better than the current system. But again, back around and I'll end here. What's getting in the way of this happening right now? It's not Democrats. It's Republicans who are locked into the current system. It's Republicans who don't want to think outside the box. And I'm talking to you, Missouri, but I'm talking to many other states too. If you are locked into your school system so much that you cannot see the forest from the trees, part of me doesn't necessarily blame you. We're talking about something that is, like I said, it's a sea change. It's a big change. But it will benefit not just rural kids. And most of the time, we're talking about rural Republicans who are friends with the superintendent. And they're friends with people in the school board and the system. And they're, they're like, you know what? There's nothing wrong with this school. We want to protect our schools. That's what they say. But ultimately, you got to get on board and look at the big picture here. Because as I open this segment with, there are now drag queens teaching in rural Illinois schools. What do you think they're teaching? They're teaching full-on leftist ideology. They're teaching sexualized ideology to kids. You think you're immune from that? You're not. It's coming to you at some point. And then all of a sudden you're going to go, oh, shoot, I thought we were okay. You're not. You need to look down the road and consider that school choice will be the solution to that. Because if you want to send your kids to a school that's all drag queens, you will be able to do that, assuming the market supports it. But that's the goal, is that if parents want it, there will be a market for it. And you have to step out of the way of your old ideology and let this happen. This is Wiggins Man. 
worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, I pulled this story, and honestly, the story itself is not that interesting. I'll tell you what it is. Is it, is, is, is there, is it too soon for a Midwestern push for electric vehicle charging stations? Have you seen these much? Where I live... There's a couple of different charging stations all within less than a mile of each other. And I don't know if they're government-backed. The one in the Walmart parking lot is the one I don't know about. The other one is a Tesla station. And I've seen it on busy weekend, Memorial Day weekend, things like that, just packed, absolutely packed where you, you, you couldn't get in. So there are obviously people buying electric cars. Maybe you know somebody who has. I don't know anybody who owns an electric car. Maybe because they're outside of my socioeconomic status. Those are big words. Anyway, the article is that there's a, a, a coalition forming of, of several states, one of them being Illinois. Missouri, you're not included in this. These are Great Lakes states, so I doubt it even really would affect us downstate Illinois, that are, that are attempting to come together to, to create like a Route 66 of electric cars. And I, I, it's kind of interesting. I don't love the fact that the government's doing it. But uh, in fact, the whole thing about electric cars, right? I don't care that the technology is there. I'm glad it's there. Actually, if it's getting better, if it's improving things, 
guess what will happen? The market will take care of it. If there are huge problems with it, then it'll go away or it'll get better. And that is the beauty of capitalism. <laughs> that's that's what happens. Um, when you force it, though, you get all kinds of well, – you, you end up basically subsidizing industries, as you know. We've tread this territory before. But I couldn't help, as I was reading that article, think about this Simpsons clip. And it's this is one – a lot of these make the rounds whenever something happens. This is one that I just remember seeing, and I've never heard anybody play it. And I was like, man, and the reason I remember it is because at the time I thought, oh, well, they're kind of pushing the boundary there. And now this is, you would never see The Simpsons or really any comedy show. You wouldn't even see a conservative comedy show do this now. That's how far things have come. So I'm going to play it. Here you go. Welcome to the electric car of the future, sponsored by the gasoline producers of America. Hello, I'm an electric car. I can't go very fast or very far. And if you drive me, people will think you're gay. One of us. One of us. If you're like me, you're going, oh my gosh. That's because things have changed so fast. Can you believe that? I think that clip was from maybe 2006, somewhere around there. And it's it's amazing how fast the culture has changed. The Simpsons actually is a very good time capsule, starting in 1990, of course, and continuing even now. Although, when was the last time you watched a new episode of The Simpsons? They're still making them, but I don't know who's watching them. Apparently, they somebody is. Or they've just got the system down so clean that they can produce a whole season for so cheap that they're like, yeah, let's just keep making it. It's a known brand. Um, but yeah, the Simpsons, I mean, there's stuff that was in the early nineties that I'm not saying was controversial because it was pushing the boundary. Cause they, they did that a little bit with Bart being, you know, saying some light cuss words and stuff. That was like, Oh man, that's a big deal. Now though, you're like, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't even shake the radar at all. That doesn't do anything. Shake the radar. <laughs> There's a new phrase for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many of those. I've played a couple of the last few weeks just uh, uh, that are popping up on social media. Just going, man, can you believe this? And this was only five years. This is only 10 years ago. Stuff like that. Gender issues. You know, that stuff has just changed so fast. But here's the point of the segment. America. That is wonderful news. Completely different topic called why the rent is so darn high and they didn't use the word darn yeah i'm self-censoring because bart simpson pushed the boundary and i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that to you this morning uh it's a new riddle in our everything is weird economy because everything is really weird things are bad but then some things are not as bad things that traditionally in a recession would look terrible sometimes still look okay and I think ultimately the thesis there is that that's what happens when you pump a fresh $6 trillion into your economy is everything goes, glow. Um, Home buyers say that the U.S. is still in a housing recession, but rents and house prices still, they're starting to soften. But rents are <clears throat> at an all-time high and official rent inflation is still surging. Now that makes perfect sense to me. I own a couple properties and stuff. And... You don't just suddenly go, oh, prices, everything's going up. Hey, I'm going to raise your rent now. If you're a jerk, you can maybe get away with that. But I don't know. I mean, you're talking even at the end of a lease. Most people don't do that. 
because you, depending on how you do your business, I don't own as many, so I kind of know my tenants, so I treat them very, very well and kind of become light friends with them, and I don't, like, invade their lives, but, you know, I know them well enough to know, hey, say, I'm rooting for you and stuff. A lot of people do business very differently, and that's all fine, but you're not going to change things right in the middle of a lease. Maybe at the end of a lease you might, and I have. I've, I've raised rent a little bit at the end of my leases just because, gosh, everything's going up and to keep pace with the market, but I'm not raising them that fast. You know, I'm, I'm gradually raising them. <clears throat> well, that's showing up across the country in that most people do it that way. Most people don't just go, oh, man, uh, everything costs more, so I'm going to raise my rent by $400 a month or something. You know, I, people don't do that. They raise it a little bit, but not a lot. So it takes time for rent to show up in inflation because of leases. Sometimes you got a two-year lease. You know, you're going to wait to the end of that thing to negotiate a new price. Or... Uh, you, like I do, you have a relationship with these people. You, you're rooting for them. So anyway, all that to say that this stat just blew my mind. It says if you're a new renter thinking that you've never seen anything like 2022 in your lifetime, you're not alone. In Manhattan, take a guess before I even say it. You want to guess what a, a standard rent for a, a, a normal place in Manhattan would be per month right now? Manhattan's obviously very populated, very popular. New York in general is seeing an exodus, but there are still hot spots like Manhattan, you know. What do you think it is? The average mo- monthly rent in Manhattan jumped to a record five grand a month. In Miami and Tampa, the typical rent is up nearly 50% since before the pandemic. And nationwide, the median monthly rent just topped two grand for the first time ever. Wow, two grand. I mean, I get Manhattan being the highest, but nationwide average is two grand. Uh, the rental market is just one of the roller coasters inside the unamusement park that is the U.S. real estate landscape. Since the pandemic began, houses, house prices, as you know, nationwide have lurched to all-time highs as Americans fanned out in search of more space. The so-called smile states, I've never really heard that actually, the sunny crescent swinging down from the Carolinas into Texas. And up through the Mountain West, no one is smiling. That's where rents have gone up the most. They've blown up in the same metropolitan areas, though. It's so it's the as usual, suburban and rural. You're insulated from this stuff a little bit more. But if you live in in the middle of Charlotte, North Carolina, Atlanta, Austin, Texas, Salt Lake City, you're seeing it the worst. Just thought that was interesting. More Wiggins America coming up. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
This boy isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What it did was I had Old Roy and Trisha and myself record a bunch of lines for one of our scripted pieces that I will not have together this week, but I think it's a pretty good one, and I'm working on getting it done by next week. Let me know if you want me to keep doing those. I've taken kind of a break simply because they are so much prep work. <laughs> I can write them till I'm blue in the face, but it's the amount of time it takes to make them that's uh, killing me. But I love doing them, so hopefully you like hearing them because I'm going to keep trying to do them. I just haven't done one in a while. But we are working one for next week, so stick around for that. I hope Roy will actually be able to make it in next week. He's been really busy opening some businesses, and I keep asking him if he, old Roy, can I tell people about your businesses? Because they're going to be things that you can partake in. And he keeps telling me, no, 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 because he doesn't know the exact launch date. We're getting closer and closer, but he doesn't know. So I'm going to hold off, and when we know the launch date, We'll have a big reveal, and you may not care at all, but hopefully you do, because I think it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, that's all to say that Old Roy is on this show, and we'll see about next week, but we've recorded some lines for a scripted piece. Just really quick, this is a ridiculous story that I, I thought, eh, why not just talk about this just a little bit? Here's the headline. Biological male attempts to join Alabama sorority, runs into some problems. <laughs> uh, this is a story to me. That if we had been reporting this 10 years ago, or certainly beyond that, I don't think that this would be anything other than a a funny story. But I really don't know from watching the videos whether this is some guy trying to do a prank, because that's what it would have been. Or if he actually identifies as a girl, and therefore people are reporting on it because it's discriminatory or something. I really don't know, but that's, that's where we are now. It says... Just months after the transgender drama at the University of Pennsylvania where Leah Thomas won a swimming national championship over all biological females, which, by the way, they've addressed, Leah Thomas is no longer allowed to do that. And and men, if you have a dong, you cannot participate in female swimming anymore. Did you know that? Yeah, go ahead and type that up as the headline. Um But anyway, University of Alabama biological male student Grant Sykes has attempted to enter a sorority. Now, here's the problem. It's not just that he's a male. Excuse me. It's that these sororities, especially Alabama, they cost a ton. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars to just live in the house and do the fees and all that stuff. But anyway, aside from that, he he went through Rush Week, and he, because it's such an anomaly, I guess, on TikTok, he won the, the voting, which assuming is open to the public. But anyway, it's just interesting to me that this is even a story, and I don't really know what the angle is. Is he trying to just do this? Is it bosom buddies, or is he trying to be a girl? Don't know which, but it's the sorority itself that told him no. Good for them. In the past, I would have, I would have decried them. Said, what, what are you thinking? This dude deserves to be in your sorority back when I would have assumed it was a prank. But now, you can't assume those things are pranks anymore, and it's good to see somebody standing up and saying, get out of here, you joker. That's what they did. 
Anyway, more coming up here. Old Roy coming back in the studio. We got a big topic to discuss, so stick around. Who's the All right, Roy Wells, old Roy, we uh, reserve this last segment for a, a big question. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk you down a road with things that I think you already know, but I just want to, you know, we'll, we have to walk down the road before we get to the destination. Got it. And then I'm going to ask you a big question. Not a serious question. Just a big one. A big one. Okay. Serious questions is a completely different and completely stupid segment. Got it. This one's real. Okay. Okay. So this is based on the news item this week. And I'll just read the headline here. Assuming that you've seen this. I don't know if you have. You're, you're plugged into the business world. You're not watching news like you used to. Uh, yeah. But the headline is, Walensky, the head of the CDC, citing botched pandemic response, is calling for a reorganization of the CDC. Okay. Seen this or not? I have not. Okay. If you look into it, she's not really admitting anything other than, well, we just weren't fast enough. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. So you're, so you're admitting that the whole organization failed, but the failures you're admitting are basically pushing off culpability for anything that anybody's actually concerned about. Right. Nobody's criticizing you for not being fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, so I say that, and I'm, here's another headline, although this is a little bit off the topic, 44%. I'm reading this. I already saw this report. But and, and we've all seen these things for a year and a half. So it's not news to those of us who've been watching this stuff. The news is that it's starting to break through to major news outlets. Yeah. And so I'm reading this from Real Clear Politics. 44% of pregnant women in a Pfizer trial lost their babies. I did see that headline. You did? Yeah. Is that, is that making Fox or not? I doubt it. Uh, probably you not. You I probably saw it on Revolver. Revolver. Yeah. yeah. Um, but these are significant things, and the fact that they're breaking through to me is really a, it's a good thing because it's a sign of of sanity that things that we've been talking about for a while are now starting to become part of the actual narrative. Mm-hmm. The problem, of course, is that they weren't quicker. You know, when when these things mattered. They were being suppressed. Now that the pandemic is waning yeah. and deeply waning, now oh well, now we can start to talk about it because we do, it doesn't matter anymore. You know that stuff drives me crazy. Right. And these are things that I know you know. Mm-hmm. So the road I'm I'm walking down here, follow me because tie that in with what we're experiencing right now with the FBI raiding the home of a former president first time in history that's ever happened actually of all people james carville came out and said that's the biggest story since 9-11 and i'm sure he's got political motives for it too sure but for him to even say that i think reflects the way that we're feeling well is he is he saying it meaning it's a big story that they rated or is he saying it's a big story because trump is selling the nuclear codes to whoever he thinks yeah i I deliberately did not dive in. Yeah. <laughs> because I, my I get that. <laughs> my guess is that he's saying it's such a big story uh, for like I said for political reasons and saying, you know, this is 
such deep corruption. We had they had to do it, you know. Um, it could be that that he's afraid of retaliation because if the Republicans get in power and they decide to do the same thing, first person they're going to go after is Hillary Clinton. Yeah, although she was never president, but right, you know, o- Obama or Biden. Biden's still the president, so he still has a lot of Or Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I go after Jimmy Carter, that guy, that weasel. (laughs) He's probably got all kinds of National Archive Uh, stuff in his house. Oh, yeah. Uh, We need it because those codes don't change, you know. Those nuclear codes, (laughs) they're the same same from Carter as they are now. You got to get them back. (laughs) That, That story in particular was so ridiculous. Can you imagine the the president of the United States, the the former president? Still having the nuclear codes, them being the same codes, and then also being like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to prank the military and call them and be like, hey, this is uh, this is President Biden. <laughs> or saying, hey, this is Trump. I mean, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Who are you going to call that's going to go, oh, well, it is the former president and the codes haven't changed. I guess we all have to go lock the key in and hit the red button. Yeah. I mean, how stupid. Of, uh, but there's so many narratives, right? And nobody knows really what's really happening. Um, the affidavit thing is a big thing, but yeah. um, that's another story. Like I said, we're walking down this road. Yeah, get back on the road. I'm, I'm back on the road. I'm back on. And what I want to know is, and and I know that you have a lot of opinions about this topic, and <clears throat> they go deeper sometimes even than mine do. Is there a way? with the FBI, with the CIA, because it's not just these stories, the CDC, the FDA, and the vaccine and the problems that we've seen them lying about. I mean, you can trace the lies. Mm -hmm. That'll be the next one to break through, is the FDA has to uh, re-examine itself now Mm -hmm. because it said at first that uh, you couldn't get infected if you had the vaccine or if you got boost or whatever, and that's clearly not, not true. So it's just shifting science constantly. Is there any way for America to regain trust in our institutions and what would have to happen for that to happen? Well, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to take a long time. Oh, well then never mind. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, it, it, well, a number of things are going to have to happen. I mean, half the population doesn't have a trust issue. They just believe everything they're told. Are you sure about that? I, I mean, I know what you're saying, but I wonder if even those people, they're protecting it because it's my side, but they're not really sure they trust it. I don't know. I, I'm not necessarily wanting to go down that rabbit hole either. But Right. But I, I think really there needs to be a, just a massive purge of uh, – Tucker was talking last night about the, the size of the federal government. There are more federal employees – than all of the biggest companies you can think of combined. Combined? Combined. Wow. So Google and Apple and yeah. <clears throat> all of these combined, there are more federal employees, and then they're doubling, more than doubling the size of the IRS. Yeah. So there's there's even more federal employees than there are a population of other countries. Wow. So it's it's so big and so entrenched and in a lot of ways in some ways intentionally corrupt in other ways just incompetence yeah um 
somebody's going to have to, like we've talked before with Trump potentially winning another election, somebody's got to just come in and gut it. I don't think the Republicans in Congress have the stomach for it. Uh, so it's got to come from the executive branch, and it's got to be somebody who just has nothing to lose and is willing to do what needs to happen. That would be a start. Yeah. But then we'd have to uh, – they'd have to earn it back, and I don't know how that happens. Not Yeah, it almost you, – you'd have to restart. I think that's why I'm asking you the question is because I know that this is a big, big deal. There's no quick route to this anymore. Mm-mm. There might have been <clears throat> five, six years ago. There might have been even quicker, 10 years ago or before. <clears throat> Not to say that there wasn't corruption then. Right. <clears throat> but I'm talking about specifically public trust. It's just gone. And I'm asking you that question because I think the only solution now, because we want to have, I don't necessarily want to have a huge government anyway, but I also acknowledge there are things that the FDA does that I'm glad that we have. There are things that I hope that the the CDC would be doing that I would be glad that we had. I don't know necessarily that. Well, I I think that's, I think even that's gone because if you, I don't know if you've spent any time on the, whatever the stop inflation bill that just got signed. Mm-hmm. Almost everything in that bill is about equity and social justice. So they're spending billions of dollars in these different, where you could say, okay, FDA, at some point there was a purpose to that, CDC, all of these things. All of them, they're all turning their attention. All of their their money coming from Congress is based upon wokeness. And so- Predetermined the, outcomes to- they, yeah. they have to look at, at uh, environmental justice. Or, and they yeah. have to, so they're going to be staffing for that. They're going to be bringing people in who are are predetermined. To, and dangling the money over them. And exactly. Saying, Here's what you get. You understand what your job is now. Right. So yeah. they don't, FDA or, or environment, EPA, nobody's looking at the chemicals in our water anymore. They're looking at, are there enough minorities who don't feel oppressed. I, I mean, it's... Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, especially with the climate stuff, because I, I saw something recently that said, I actually, I think I interviewed somebody about this, who said 97%, and that is a hard number, 97% of all studies you see about the climate are funded by the government. So they're almost a predetermined outcome of 97% of studies because the government wants to fund studies that give the government more power. Right. Of, of course, I mean, duh. So whoever's funding you, that's who you're going to – I mean, McDonald's funds your your health habits. Right. You're going to find out, man, I mean, McDonald's is actually not that bad. Right. <laughs> McDonald's, you know, they they have some better options than I thought they did. <laughs> I can't believe this. But heck, I mean, I guess they funded the study, so that's the kind of thing I'm going to find out. Um, but back to the point of – I mean, what you're saying is true, but my, my point is less that – those those institutions have been corrupted because that we've we've already determined. I'm saying, is there a chance that we could get to the point where we could have an uncorrupt FDA because we do still need things that they're intended to do, not that right. they're doing them, right? Or that maybe the lower l- levels are still kind of handling, 
But the politicized part of it, how do we get rid of that? And the whole point of this being that I think you're right. There is no quick solution. We still do need aspects of those agencies way scaled down. Mm -hmm. And to get the public trust back, you got to get the politics completely out of it. But that means all said and done, what you're saying, and I think what I'm saying simultaneously here, is that we've got to go through some pretty painful stuff as a country oh, absolutely. to get back to that place. Mm-hmm. I think we all want to be in that place. And a lot of the country, and I'm not talking about Republicans versus Democrats here. I'm talking about just people. They're, they're afraid of going down that trail mm-hmm. because it is frightening how much chaos it's going to take to get back to a place of real trust. And it does involve the, or, the agencies and the organizations, but really it just involves everything. It involves all of government. It involves any sort of power structure in the United States. Right. And I'm not saying you got to tear down every structure of the United States. I still think we have a great foundation, fantastic foundation. But there's been a lot built on that foundation that just has to go. I mean, the whole garden needs to be completely weeded. Mm-hmm. And that's painful. That is a painful process. And yet, I think the realization we're coming to right here, right here at the end of the show is that it's it's something that's necessary now, unfortunately necessary. Yeah, I agree. And that we all kind of have to just concede to the fact that, okay, we're going to have to do it. Well, either that or it's going to happen organically and be really ugly. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's my whole point with the garden, I think, is that yeah. either you're going to have somebody, a good gardener, come in, the good gardener, capital mm-hmm. letters, God, you know. You should write a book. Come in, right, yeah, come in and, and clean house and really clean that thing up, and then you have a nice garden again, and everybody can enjoy it and, and reap the fruits of it. Or you're going to have just a wild nothing, and it's just going to be chaos. It, it, it never gets better by letting it just go, right. you know. I mean, you can still try to cultivate plants, but if you don't get rid of the weeds, you're just going to choke everything out. Yeah. So that's, I think that's, to conclude, that's the place we're in. So, Roy, thanks for sticking around. Yep. Um, We'll see you hopefully next week, and you too. As you listen, we'll see you next week and get the podcast by Googling, or I shouldn't say Google. How about DuckDuckGo or any any others? (laughs) Wiggins America, and we'll see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.